Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Friday, April 28th, 2023, and it's Friday, so you know what that means. We're going to rock on. Here we go. Let's just wait a little bit there. All right, guys. Like I said, it's April 28th, 2023. How's everybody doing out there today? Great. All right. Glad to hear it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, sorry I missed y'all on, on Wednesday. I know there was a show. Uh, hopefully you are enjoying the, uh, the Illuminati series that we're doing. Um, there'll be more to come. We've only gotten two families done, so there's, uh, what, 11 more to go. Um, so, <laughs> right. So with that being said, guys, please make sure, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, that you are subscribed to the show. Uh, no matter what, what, what it is, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, what else are we on? iHeart, uh, Samsung Free, uh, Stitcher. Um, I don't know. We're on like 12, 15 different platforms. So uh, whatever whatever you're listening to this on, you know what you're on. Uh, please, please subscribe. You're already listening to it. You know it's awesome. That way you get the updates. I try to stick to a Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday shows. Um I would like to try and do more. It's just hard, you know, when I have a job, I've got other things going on. So, it is what it is. Until I can start making some money off this sucker, 
But on the bright side, we just hit 20,000 downloads. So I appreciate that. Um, considering all the other podcasts that are out there, whether they're mainstream or, or just, you know, little pissant shows like what, you know, we are, for, you know, I mean, for what it is. I mean, I personally believe that this is, I mean, I know I'm, <laughs> I know I'm, uh, uh, bias in my opinion I get that but I think from our sound our quality our info is just as good as as anything else out there so I appreciate you guys listening and sharing this so please continue to do that and then uh, if you're on social media if you're on Facebook Instagram or uh, TikTok ticker talker whatever it's called we are uh, don't tread on America you can follow us there and if you're on the Twitter machine, it's DTOM underscore 1775. And then uh, on any of those platforms, you can message the show if you have any questions, concerns, stories in your area, no matter what country you're in. Um, I know this is Don't Tread on America. Obviously, we're it's an American show where, you know, I'm from Florida. You know, this is what we do. But a lot of the concerns that are happening in this state, or in the, actually in this, this state, this country is a uh, worldwide epidemic, pandemic, a pandemic of of tyranny, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm going to write that down, that might be a good uh, show, uh, pandemic of tyranny, that might be a good show uh, title, I don't know, I had one in mind, but that actually sounds pretty cool. I think it's funny. I have a notepad here sitting next to me, not to get off the subject of social media and stuff, but, and I wrote something down here, DeWitt and Clinton. I have no idea what I wrote that down for. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, on social media, if you're on social media, you can, like I said, you can reach out to the show with anything. Um, and if you are not on social media, that is also fine. We are at DontTreadOnAmerica.com is our website. You can reach us there. You can subscribe to the website. Now, from there, um, you won't get spams. You won't get a bunch of crap. I don't really do a whole lot on the website, to be honest with you. It's all I can do to put this show out three times a week. Um, sometimes I'll do a blog. Um, nothing major. You won't get a bunch of crap. You'll get show updates and stuff like that, and that's basically it so anywho and one last note of business guys make sure you follow check out our other sponsor to the show christian lawson watches check them out at christianlawson.com use promo code dtom at checkout to get 30 percent off your purchase price that's christianlawson.com all right Whew. all right I, I got a pretty good show put together here i think I guess I guess we'll see. Now, with the exception of what I just wrote down, pandemic of tyranny, um, it's either going to be called that or uh, is the USA still a constitutional republic? That's kind of a a long thing. I'm probably going to go with the other one, but you'll know because you know this isn't live, obviously. Uh, so you'll when it pops up on your uh, your uh, podcast situation there, it'll be like, oh, cool. It's called that. <laughs> Show 261. All right. So, anywho. So, what I want to talk about is is this. So, you hear a lot of times the the, the phrase, uh, 
democracy, right? The United States is a democracy. We're a democracy. It's democratic. It's this. It's that. And, and then you'll hear some people say we're not a democracy. We're a republic, right? So I'm going to read. This is how we're going to start to show off. Okay, The United States, by definition, is a constitutional federal republic. Okay? So I'm going to pretend that everyone listening to this doesn't have a clue about what a constitution or what a republic, what a democra- uh, democracy is, you know. Uh, so I'm not talking down to you like you guys are stupid, but this is just going to be informational so that your dumbass friends that want to argue with you about republic or democracy or, you know, monarchy or an empire. That's what this show is going to be about. What are we? Yeah, we're the United States of America. No, I get that. But what are we? Okay. So what is a constitution. So constitution comes from the Latin word constituto, uh, constitutio, maybe, I don't know, meaning a uh, collection of foundation principles that uh, make up legal basis for an organized organization or government. How to administration, how the, the administration will be determined. Throughout our history, Oh, is that music loud? It seems awful loud to me. Let's see. Of course, I catch it on a break, right? <laughs> Next song. All right. Billy Johnson and the Bat Rammers. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's too loud. Okay. So what is the purpose of our... Con- it's not really the name of the band. I have no idea. I just made that up. What is the purpose <laughs> of our Constitution in the United States? So the purpose is to empower our government... Now, it's, it's very important that you listen to the words that I'm saying because you're, you're probably thinking right now, why in the fuck is he reading us? What is a constitution? What's it about? What's it for? And what's it this? And what's it that? I understand. That's why I said don't take offense to what I'm reading. The reason I'm reading this is because what I'm going to get into about things that's going on around this country in certain states and in our federal government, and then I'm going to close it on what we really are. And it'll all make sense. So just just hang with me. So it is to empower our government so that our rights, our, us, the, the citizens, are protected from abuse from both foreign and domestic threats. And to ensure the country is progressing in the direction provided for in the preamble of our Constitution. So what is a preamble? The pre, uh, world preamble comes from Latin word preambulus, meaning to go before. Duh, right? The preamble to our Constitution outlines the focus and direction of our country, and the Constitution provides the framework to accomplish that result. So constitutional function. Our Constitution is, the fundamental, uh, is a fundamental set of rules based on just natural law principles that are binding for all citizens inside public employment or outside public employment. So that means if you work for the government, whether it's city, state, federal, or you're just some schmuck, you know, working at your get-or-done job, you're slinging hash at a, you know, at the at truck stop, you're flipping burgers, you're uh, bagging groceries, you're building houses, you're roofing houses, whatever you do. 
right? That's everybody. Every citizen of this country, okay? Whether you're natural born or you moved here from another country legally and became a citizen of this country. It is a guideline for those employees chosen by the citizens through our democratic election process. So catch that. It is the Constitution is a guideline for those employees chosen by the citizens. Who are we talking about through our democratic election process to administer the country's affairs and protect the people? It is the principal law in the United States. So, in essence, the Constitution is a contract that we, the people, we, the people, in order to form this great nation, right, employ senators, congressmen, presidents, vice presidents, and all the schmucks that go along with it. We employ them. If you own a company or if you're a manager at a business and you have employees working for you, right, and those employees fuck up, they call in sick too much, they don't show up, they half-ass their job, they, you know, lie all the time, they sniff, you know, kids and they want to go lick the world and, you know, whatever. We, as employers, have the right to fire those people. All right. The problem is in this country is we have 330 some odd million people, uh, employee employers, I should say. Um, let's say I don't know the exact voting rules, but let's say half of that is registered voters, and not not to say that half of those people actually go out and vote, but let's just say 100 and 170 million voters. Let's just say. Um, those registered voters are your employers. Now, however many of those people actually vote, you know, whatever. Why don't we, in, in all honesty, no matter what state you live in, we should have a higher turnover with our employees, so to speak. And we don't because we get comfortable with what they're doing because we don't really know what they're doing. Now, I live in Florida. We have our two senators, right? We have Scott and Rubio, so I can vote them out if I if I so choose and then you know, my congressman in this general area is Franklin, Scott Franklin. Um but I would have to vote them out because I know that they did something I don't like. Or I vote them in because they're doing a fine job. I don't know that unless I do research on them. But in this country, and especially nowadays with computers and smartphones and access to anything you need like that, right? We, we could just look up anything you want. And even if you don't have internet, all oh, internet's out, no cable, uh, power's out. You could still get on your phone and look up shit. But what do we do in this country? No, we don't do that for the most part. A small percentage probably does. But when voting time comes around, each one of us, I mean, regardless of what Biden or Trump or whoever your president is at the time, 
you kind of see what they do, right? You don't have a clue, for the most part, what your senators and congresspeople are doing. Because most of them, you don't even, I mean, there's 400-something congresspeople in this in in the country i can't even i mean i can name three i can't think of the one guy's name so i probably could name four in the state of florida and i know there's more than four congress people right and the only reason i know those people is because well number one he one is my congressman in in this district and then of course matt gates you see all the time on tv um, Byron Donald, you see all the time on TV and Michael Waltz, I want to say is another one you see a lot on TV. So, and you know, AOC and you know, these other people because you see them on TV, but the other 400 that you don't really see on TV, you know, you might know them in your district in Minnesota or, you know, Nevada or wherever you're at. Oh, well, Susie Johnson is my congressperson. Okay, what has Susie Johnson done that earns your vote? Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, whatever. What has this person done to earn your vote? So every four years, when we vote for Congress people, and I think it's six years for senators, why don't you do your due diligence? You only got to vote for that one Congress person or that one or two senators. You know, I like in Florida, the Rubio and... And uh, Scott aren't on the same cycle, so you one time it's them and one time it's the other. Um, so you're only talking three people that you got to kind of do some research on. Is it is it that bad that we just can't sit there for 10 minutes and say, okay, what is Susie Johnson up to? What is Byron Donald's up to? What is Scott Franklin up to? Right? What are they doing other than getting on CNN or Fox or Newsmax or wherever they're at talking about whatever? What are they actually doing? But we don't do that because we're more worried about getting on Facebook, getting on TikTok, getting on Twitter, um, playing, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, different games on your phone, doing stupid shit. Because we just assume that if we didn't hear anything negative about whoever, that they're doing fine. Or... If you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat, you just go in there and vote party line. And and that's the problem is because we don't participate in primaries like we should. Now, I know there's going to be people listening to this right now and they're going to say voting is bullshit. It's rigged and it's this and it's look at what happened with Biden. OK, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I'll say this about that. Me and Chris had this conversation the other day because he start he the one time he voted. You know, left a bad bad enough taste in his mouth that he's like, this is bullshit, it's rigged, it's all bullshit. And I'm not saying he's wrong, but I still want to believe that he is wrong. I want to believe that whatever. I just, I, for the life of me, I can't get past the fact that, that this country is is that far off. And I fear that it is. I just don't want to believe it. Um, and I told him this. I said, I tell you this. If Biden wins re-election, I'm all on board that this shit is that the voting is bullshit. Because you cannot tell me comes out this week, I'm gonna run for re-election. I gotta finish what I started. What finish what? Wrecking the fucking country? It's not bad enough now. You just gotta totally fucking mash it into the ground. 
70% of Democratic voters, 70%, said, nah. So I'm not even talking about 70% of all voters. 70% of registered Democrats that they polled, however many it was, 1,000, 2,000, whatever it was, 70% of those people said no. For whatever reason, age, crappiness of the of the way the country's being ran, whatever their reason was, they said no. We need someone different. And it's not even that these people are saying, we need Trump, we need DeSantis, we need, you know, Vivek, we need whoever. They're not specifying. We need Gavin Newsom, we need uh, RFKJ. You know, they're not specifying. They just know he, Biden, doesn't need to run. So I told Chris, if Biden wins, I'm all on board. I'm 100% on board that, that the shit's rigged. But anyway, you, us, we as citizens are the employers. We have the right to fire these motherfuckers. But we have to do our due diligence. We got to quit voting for the R or the D because it's the familiar name. If you live, and I'm, I'm not picking on Byron Donalds or Matt Gates or Scott Fry, I'm not picking on these people, but. When the election term comes around, you need to see what has Matt Gates done for for us. I'm a Republican. I'm diehard, and I like what Matt Gates has to say on Fox or Newsmax or whatever when he gets on there and starts talking about whatever. But what's he actually doing besides TV time? What are these people actually doing? And when Byron Donalds runs for re-election, if there's another Republican in that district that's running against him, well, maybe we need to check that person out because that person might be in local government. Maybe he or she's a city commissioner. Okay, what do they do for you in your city, in your county, whatever it is? It doesn't take that long to do research. Pop the name in, the city, the town, the county, whatever, and it'll tell you, oh, Susie Johnson is the county commissioner in Lee County, Florida, and she does, uh, she's a fighter for this, that, and the other thing. There's, as far as I know, there's no such person as Susie Johnson. That's just the name, whatever. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? But we don't do that because we're lazy. I'm not saying all of you guys don't do it. But a lot of us don't because it's like, eh, eh Scott Franklin's fine. He, he didn't do that bad of a job. As far as I know, he did fine. I didn't hear anything, so he must be doing fine. But is he? I don't know. So... The Constitution in the United States is a contract between American citizens and those hired by the citizens to manage their public affairs. It is a fundamental set of legally binding rules. It describes the powers and duties of the administrators and the guaranteed rights of the people. Our Constitution provides and describes the rules about how the country is to be run Its compliance is compulsory to everyone, including the people we hire to manage these rules. It describes how the structure and operations are to be executed. It defines the authority of the administrators. The outlining of the protections provided by the or for the citizens, us, the employers. Our constitution cannot be changed or deviated from by legislative acts only by amendments. In other words, that that number six is 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 an interesting line. 
the Constitution cannot be changed or deviated from by legislative acts only by amendments. What does that mean? Essentially, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Amendment. What is an amendment? So an amendment is when uh, Congress, Senate, whoever gets together and they say they want to, just for shits and giggles, they want to ban guns. We're, we're banning the Second Amendment. We're going to make an amendment to the Second Amendment. And it's uh, it's going to be the 50th Amendment. And in, in the 50th Amendment, we're saying the Second Amendment is no longer adhered to our Constitution. We believe that firearms are this, that, and the other thing. And they got to go away. Then, I mean, besides the fact that you just initiated a civil war, uh, now it's law, right? But Biden or Trump or Obama or Bush or whoever signing executive order saying this, that, and the other thing, those are not laws. They're not, I mean, I've said this time and time again. If it's if if Biden comes out and says I want to ban guns, I'm signing an executive order to ban all guns. He can't do that. So if he comes out and says I want to ban all guns, I'm signing an executive order, you know, 69, and uh, that bans all firearms to be sold in this country. What do you think happens? What do you, I mean, honestly, what do you think happens at that point? Right? You want to believe? that all shit's going to hit the fan, okay? Um, But in the meantime, we allow him to sign executive orders in the secrecy at night and just, you know, I'm going to sign an executive order to, uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) To, I can't remember the executive order number, but the, the one he signed was to monitor citizens and stuff, you know. And we don't, we don't think about it, we don't bat an eye. It's only when oh, I'm uh, signing an executive order banning all free speech. What? So why why is it okay for these presidents? And I'm not just picking on Biden because Trump signed him and Obama signed him and so on. Every one of them do, do it. But we just allow it to happen and we don't fight. Why? Occasionally you'll get someone get a wild hair up their ass and try and take it to the Supreme Court. And sometimes it's overheld. Sometimes it's turned over. Um... And even then, it's political. It's not, oh, well, there's uh, six conservative judges versus three non, so it got overturned or it got approved or whatever the case may be. And that isn't fair. Maybe judges shouldn't be appointed by by, uh, whoever the president is. Maybe they should be voted in. I mean, most of your county and state well, maybe not your state, but most of your county judges and you know are voted in. You vote for them. At least that's how it is around here. I'm, I would assume it's like that everywhere else. But then again, we wouldn't do our due diligence. We wouldn't study. We wouldn't find out what this person's all about. And we'd get a bunch of fucking idiots anyway. But anyway. So, our Constitution defines... A various segments of our governments describing their composition, powers, functions, and the relationship between them. By creating a national government consisting of a legislative, executive, and judicial branch, it creates a checks and balances among the three branches. Um, it divides power between the federal government, and, and this is interesting because this will get us into the show of what I want to talk about. 
It divides power between the federal government and the individual state governments, although the states are bound by the federal constitution. So what that means is the Constitution of the United States is what it is. Now, each state, there's 50 states, might have their own constitution, but the state's constitution, whatever state you live in, cannot override the U.S. Constitution. So, in other words, if uh, if you live in, you know, you live in Georgia, whatever, you live wherever, and your governor says, I want to ban free speech, I don't like people talking shit, so we're banning free speech. You can't do that. You can try. You see all this stuff, like in Florida, you might not see it, you might see it, I don't know. Uh, Disney's going to sue DeSantis over infringing on their First Amendment rights because this whole don't say gay bill crap. Okay, whatever. Um, I guess at this point you believe what you want to believe, really. Um, I guess if you want to say anything, DeSantis is being retaliatory to them doing whatever. But at this point, it's just a giant pissing match. Neither side's going to break because then you look like the loser. So, I mean, I'm not getting into the whole DeSantis-Disney thing again. But point being is, that wouldn't be constitutional. Right? But, we have states passing bills that go against our Constitution. And I'm not talking about abortion, because abortion is not defined in the Constitution. Okay, there's not uh, the 12th Amendment is uh, illegal abortions or abortions are illegal. It's not in the Constitution because when the Constitution was written, you know, <laughs> 240 years ago, people would never think about killing unborn babies. Right? So, the protection of numerous individuals' liberties are provided by or provided for American citizens is a binding contract between citizens and their employees, which is us and the people in Washington. Changes can only be made through an amendment process. It is to provide new justice systems once it ensures general welfare of, of all Americans in America. All right, I'm going to scroll through here real quick. I don't think there's really anything I need to keep on reading. You guys get the idea. Now, why am I bringing this up? Okay, so we've been hearing a lot about the, the uh, what, what is it called? I don't even know the name of the bill, but the TikTok banning bill, like ban TikTok, whatever it's called, the uh, Restriction Act, right? And once again, just like the quote-unquote don't say gay bill in Florida has nothing to do with, that has nothing to do with anyone being gay or saying gay or whatever. It doesn't even mention the word gay in the bill. Whatever. I'm not talking about Florida. We're talking about America. The Restrict Act, which is also called the TikTok Ban Act or whatever it's called, says nothing about banning TikTok. It's about, essentially, about monitoring your, ours, mine, yours, everyone's online activity. Also to the point where you'll, you'll hear, depending on if you listen to other podcasts or not, um, you probably hear a lot of these podcasts say oh this portion of the show is sponsored by uh uh i don't even know you know some like encrypted vpn website i can't think of one off the top of my head but uh you know for ten dollars a month you can have a, an encrypted vpn that way no one will know where you're 
you know, searching your, you know, transvestite midget porn or whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, that will be illegal. Not, I mean, the transvestite midget porn <laughs> probably is illegal, but I'm talking about the, the secured VPNs. You won't be able to have that. They want you, they want to be able to know that, oh, Don Q's on VPN 12345 and he was searching, you know, uh, transvestite midget porn. Or he was searching how to make a bomb or how to, uh, you know, do whatever. How to make a, a gun out of a bottle cap. Whatever. Um, they want to restrict that. They want to restrict, restrict your access to the internet. And then more importantly, what you look up on the internet. It's, it's bad enough that they kind of already do that. Now, technically, the, the federal government doesn't do that but they encourage google or whoever to monitor or fuck with the algorithms to make you kind of search in a certain way and why am i bringing this up because just the other day in canada they passed bill c11 so real quick what is that now if you live in canada you listen to the show i know we have plenty of Can canadian listeners so what is what is the bill? So Bill C-11 is aimed at ensuring increasing popular and profitability on social media platforms and streaming devices such as Netflix, Crave, Spotify, Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus, and YouTube are subject to Canadian content requirements. So like if you have a, a YouTube channel, which I used to do this show on YouTube and I just kept on getting demonetized and it's such a pain in the ass to upload videos onto YouTube, especially if you're doing an hour plus show. That it was like, it's not worth my time. <laughs> so, you're already under the gun on YouTube anyway. But now, you're going to have Canadian content requirements and regulations comparable to tradi traditional broadcasters. So, used to be you could get on YouTube, I I'm assuming in Canada, and get on there and say whatever you want to say. Versus getting on Canadian TV and not being able to say that stuff. So... And, and it's funny because, like, during COVID and all this shit, if you got on on YouTube and started spouting shit up negatively about COVID or the vaccines, you you didn't get kicked off. You probably got a strike. You might have gotten demonetized. You might have whatever. But now, in Canada, you're breaking the law. So even though YouTube might let some things slide, if it doesn't adhere to the Canadian content requirements or regulations comparable comparable to tr traditional broadcasters then you might get actually get in trouble it's like in in america we had the fcc right so if you are a, a broadcaster on radio like i you know you work for uh q105 in tampa hey this is down we're spinning the wax here it's good it's 12 45 in the afternoon traffic is bumper to bumper on i4 you know if you're doing that and you accidentally say what the fuck well, now you're in trouble with the FCC, and I can do that on here because I have an explicit label content, or explicit content label. <laughs> so that's on you. If, you. if you're under 18 and you're listening to this and you can't handle the word, you know, fuck or shit, then, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, the, uh, but if, 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 if America passed a similar bill, I... And whoever else does podcast would be subjugated to those so same FCC fines and, and whatever. 
so essentially this bill c11 is very similar to the restrict act the quote-unquote ban tiktok bill because um they just want to know they want to monitor everyone's life what you're doing and god forbid you get on there and say anything negative about and you know justin castro i mean um trudeau then they're going to come knocking at your door like if i was doing this podcast in canada canada and they passed this bill and i just said what i said called him justin castro they're knocking at my door they're going to be like hey you can't say that about our prime minister eh drink a molson <laughs> you can't, you know, God forbid, I just, uh, I've been banned, I can't do it. And, you know, it also, not for nothing, could be a situation where, like, this show is, you know, there's plenty of people in Canada that listen to this show. I see the downloads. I would almost be willing to bet. I don't know if this if this bill is active or if it starts, you know, on a certain date. But I wouldn't be surprised if this the downloads in Canada kind of fall off just because of the show and how we are. So, now why am I talking about this? I have no idea. <laughs> so, we're talking about amendments being, you know, you can't uh, restrict the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever amendment without it going through Congress and going through the steps, right? You can't just say, we're going to ban it. But where I was talking about how the government might get with YouTube and say, hey, you know, you might want to, you know, not let that content get out because, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And YouTube or Google or whoever might be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll encrypt the algorithm, therefore no one will see it. Well, you have Chuck Schumer come out the other day. He's on CNN and I'm going to let this play, and this is what the host asks. Fox needs to reckon with the lies that it spread, and it may literally have to pay for the lies that it spread. But is it the role of government officials to demand that media organizations say things or tell media organizations what to put on their airwaves? Well, you know, it's hardly the first time that people have said Channel 4 should have done this, the New York Times should have done that. That's not unusual. But what has happened here is, John, very unusual. This is not simply telling them what to do. This is telling them, showing them, that they have hurt our democracy probably way that no other actor, maybe with the exception of Donald Trump, who used them, um, uh, has done. And so when it's that vital, I think we not only have a right to tell Rupert Murdoch and Fox what to do, but an obligation. And I hope people from one end of the country to the other will call up Fox and say, do what uh, leader Hakeem Jeffries and I asked for, which is stop the lies, say they were wrong, and report the news. You may have a different way of reporting the news than someone else, fine, but lying is not part of that different way and cannot be. So, the so that was actually on Sunday. He said this. Now, this was based around the whole um, Dominion voting machines, whatever, suing Fox News because of election lies, whatever. And you hear what he says. The very next day, Tucker Carlson gets fired. Okay, you can hate Tucker Carlson. You can love Tucker Carlson. Personally, I think that's the only show I really paid attention to on Fox. Okay, and they're going to suffer for that. And I said this 
on the show the other day. He won't be the only one, you know, but uh, there you could see here that you have Chuck Schumer, one of the most powerful men in Washington. You know, I would say number three or four. Right. Um, I would put him above Kamala as far as his influence and, and power. And they're suggesting that these things happen and they happen. So they're coming after your First Amendment. Now, they didn't ban me or you or the next person. But Tucker Carlson had a, you know, I think he averaged two to three million viewers a day, you know, um, on a just an average day. Some days it was a lot higher. So what was he saying to get him fired? And we've never, we haven't heard any he was fired because of this you never you haven't heard that so i can't wait for him to be able to say this is what happened of course he'll say this is what happened and they're gonna say no that's bullshit you know whatever but (laughs) they're they're limiting our voices if you've ever seen the movie v for vendetta this is very much a similar situation god forbid a person comes out there and tells the truth says things about COVID and vaccines and the Ukrainian war and whatever, which a lot of Americans feel the same way. And of course it's his fault that, and there's a lot of people that feel whatever about Ukraine and vaccines and COVID and whatever else, and might not ever watch Tucker. Then we get into the second amendment and we have, for whatever reason, Michelle Obama is on, uh, CBS Morning. This was a, a couple, this is like a week or so ago. The only developed country on the planet where its citizens can have unfettered access to firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and more of us have to feel strongly about it, and particularly our young people. Um, this is where democracy comes in. Uh, voting, This all this stuff is desi- decided. Matters. In the in the ballot box. Um. Okay, so now she's up for banning guns. Now there's you've heard rumors and swirls and whatever that she might run for president, VP. I don't know. You can't have a person. That <laughs> you heard what she said. Okay, now the problem with that is now we go back to the Constitution, right? Forget about Michelle, forget about Chuck Schumer, right? Those are just people spouting their opinions. But, like I said, let's let's assume Michelle Obama becomes president. It's like she can sign an executive order banning guns. It starts to go through the process. Not to say she wouldn't try. God knows, I can't believe Biden hasn't tried. And I would almost be willing to bet in the corners of the White Houses, White Houses, in the corner of the White House, he hasn't talked to somebody about, can I just sign a fucking executive order banning guns? No, you can't. You know. But the problem is this. Washington, Washington State, now this is an article from the other day. Washington State is set to become the 10th state to ban assault weapons sales. Okay, I go back to, I'm going to read this article, but I'm going to jump back here to... The uh, the part here where it says, 
Um, where was it at? Yeah, where it said the things about the stuff, right? About how the state, the uh, states can have their own constitutions, but they can't supersede the um, the federal, you know, the, our, the United States Constitution, right? So, what's the Second Amendment, right? Oh, it's about militias. No, it's not. It's partly about militias. It's about right to bear arms, right? So Washington State is set to become the 10th state, and we'll go over all the other states here in a second, to ban the sale of AR-15s and other guns it classifies as assault weapons. The bill, I'm going to skip some of the bullshit talk, so... Uh, why it matters. Public officials nationwide have faced increasing calls to crack down on semi-automatic military-style firearms like AR-15s, which are not military firearms, by the way, which have been linked to some of the deadliest mass shootings in the U.S. in the past decade. That style of rifle was used last month's deadly shooting in Nashville and last year's shooting in Uvalde. Um, the shooter who killed three people and wounded another in 2016 house party in Mukilito in Shinomosh County, I don't know, also use AR-15. Uh, the bill defines the assault weapons to include more than 50 name types of military-style firearms, plus others uh, with features such as telescoping stocks and extra hand grips. The bill won't stop people from owning the weapons they have if they've already purchased them. Now, I think this bill's already been signed, so if you haven't bought a gun, you're fucked. But it will also ban new sales and distribution of firearms as well as manufacturing and importing them. Here's the key. Exceptions will be made for police agencies and branches of the military. Why is that a big deal? Well, I should, I should have had this ready here. Let me pull this up real quick. Second, sec, sec, second, second Amendment. Why... Why am I making such a big deal about that line? Exceptions will be made for police agencies and branches of the military. Why is that a big deal? A well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. Okay, so we're going to stop there. Police and military should be allowed to have those guns, right? Because a well-regulated militia, which is your police, which is your state police, which is your local police, which is your National Guard, right, in the state of Washington, those particular entities are your militia, right, being necessary to for the security of, the free, of a free state, right, comma. Also, the right of the people... Us, me, you, and everyone else that lives in Washington State, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not bear, an ar- bear AR-15s or AK-47s or six-shooters. Arms, period, arms. Now, why did they make that? Why is that, why is that important? So the idea behind the Second Amendment, and we've talked about this before and you've heard this, is... To fight a tyrannical government. So now, if if your government, if your state government, which is breaking the Constitution by banning assault weapons, I don't care what they are, banning weapons, period. What brand, what style, doesn't matter. They, they just banned weapons. 
Okay? I don't give a shit. I mean, it still is bullshit that they're passing a 10-day waiting period. And also, a um, you have to take a class. Now, they... Those... I have a problem with those rules. But at least you could still get an AR-15, an AK-47, whatever. And have those rules. You could have the 10-day waiting period. You can have the, the classes. Because that doesn't infringe on my right to bear arms it just makes the process longer i get that but but you're banning the weapons also you need to go through these steps if you want to buy a shotgun if you want to buy a a uh, 32 revolver you know i still would have to go through those steps a 10-day waiting period and a class and i don't know if that means you have to go through a class every time you buy a gun or if once you take the class you're good to buy guns i don't know <sighs> But they're banning guns. They're impeding on your Second Amendment rights. Now, I'm not going to read the guns. There's 50 different guns. Essentially, I looked through the list. Essentially, it's... And what kills me is they put AK-47 in all forms, AK-74 in all forms, AR-15, M16, M4 in all forms, AR-180 type semi-automatics. Then... They pretty much go through the name every brand that makes those types of guns. So I'm not going to sit here and read all those because it, it is what it is. You know what those guns look like, and that's all that really matters. Um, but my point is this. If you're going to ban those guns, if you live in Washington and these other states that's doing that, then nobody should have those guns because essentially the Second Amendment was written for us to be able to defend ourselves from them and that's when biden comes out well, it's like you can buy a tank it's like you can get an f uh and you know uh, an f-15 you know i mean we should be able to if you have the money to buy a tank or an f-15 or a bazooka or a rocket launcher you should be able to do that legally by the definition of the uh, constitution but we can't do that unless you get special licensing and permits and this that and the other thing and you have to ask yourself why why do we allow this stuff to happen if you're going to ban these AR15s which I'm not calling for to be a good idea but why do the police get to have them why does your state military your your state militia your national guard why do they get to have it if you ban them why do you need to have them you, you understand where I'm going with this it's to keep you under control. When the whole point of the Constitution was to for us to keep them under control. Each one of these cocksucking motherfuckers, and excuse my French, I know that's not French, but excuse it. Whether you're local police, state police, um, state militia, state national guard. Federal army, you know, federal military, uh, you're a governor, a state congressperson, state senator, state mayor, you know, mayor in your, in your state, uh, you're the president, you're a congressman, you're vice, you know, whatever you are, whatever you are, if you're an elected official, now I know police aren't elected, but even police and military personnel, whether it's state or government, you know, U.S. military, you take an oath and the oath is basically the same. You raise your right hand. You put your hand on the Bible. And you say, 
I swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. Not the Constitution, Constitution of, United, of, uh, of Washington. Not the Constitution of Hawaii or Illinois or New York. The Constitution of the United States of motherfucking America. Which in that Constitution, the second goddamn amendment says, I'm allowed to have a motherfucking gun. Okay? And where are we going to say, fuck this shit, enough is enough. If you live in Washington State right now, pretty decent sized state, that state is divided in half. You have the left side on the coast over, you know, Seattle, that side of the state that's like, yay, no guns, we're so happy. The other side of the state, the people that hunt and are rugged and they fucking shoot shit and they have fun and they drink beer and drink whiskey and whatever, they're fucking pissed about this. That's why those people want to succeed from that state and become part of Idaho. Because their voice isn't big enough. Because most of the population of that state is on the west side of that state. But these poor people on the east side of Washington state are fucked. Because your elected officials superseded the U.S. Constitution, gave you the big fucking tall man right up the middle, and said, I don't give a shit about your rights. This is what we're doing. And in the meantime, they're the 10th state to do this. So who are the other nine, right? So you have, let's find it real quick. So nine states include their uh, rifles and their bands. The 10th state, Hawaii, bans such pistols, but not rifles. Um, so which are the states? Come on, where are they at? Uh, yeah. I guess I'm just going to have to look at the map here. Hopefully I did well in geography. Okay, so assault weapons banned. Um, Washington, California, Illinois, New York, Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut, um, Delaware, New Jersey. No, it's Delaware. That's no, New Jersey. Yeah, Delaware and Maryland. Okay, and Hawaii's got the ban on on pistols, assault pistols. So, and what's interesting about this is you, you think Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, right? So, how many? What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six states. Those six of those states were the original, part of the original 13 colonies. The Battle of Lexington and Concord, you know, you're talking Massachusetts, you're talking Connecticut, you're talking West Points in New York, you're talking all these areas. Nah, now we don't need assault weapons. But according to our United States Constitution, we are completely abided by the Constitution to be able to have those things. But yet these states say, no, you're not. Why? Why don't you have the... Why isn't there someone in one of these states, all these states, that that wants to have these guns? You can't tell me there's, there's not one person in one of these states that has the money to take this shit to and fight it in court and take it to the Supreme Court. That, it's like times like this where I wish I just had money. Like an insane amount of money where I could go 
and lobby in California, Washington, these states, and fight them in court and say your ban is illegal. So you, you have to ask yourself the question, is the USA still a republic? So at the close of the Constitutional Con- uh, Convention in 1787 in Philadelphia, the Constitution of the United States having finally been adopted, Benjamin Franklin was asked, well, doctor, what we have, or what have we got a republic or a monarchy? He goes, a republic, if you can keep it, he famously replied. Have we kept it? Or is it something else now? And I talked about this a while back. I did a show about falling empires, you know, throughout history. And I, I ended, it was a three-part series. I ended that with, with America. Because I believe America is an empire, not a republic. So, and this is according to George Friedman, the USA is now an empire. So, obviously, he's a fan of the show. <laughs> Truly began, uh, begun in the wake of World War II. You know, let's take a look at the, the Roman Republic and how it evolved. And imagine how possible implications continue evolution in the USA. So, first you had the Kingdom of Rome. Uh, beginning... About 2,770 years ago, it lasts 244 years until the kingdom was overthrown by nobles representing the Senate. The Senate elect elected uh, consuls for one-year terms to, uh, to platform the execution, executive functions of the state. This arrangement lasted 482 years. The Republic ended upon the murder of Julius Caesar and subsequent ascension of Caesar's nephew, Octavian, uh, to assume the role of the first empire. The Roman Empire lasted 503 years uh, until it was overthrown. It was uh, displaced by the Byzantine Empire, which was later fell to the Ottoman Empire. Um, so how did Rome transform itself from a republic to an empire? Well, it exalted the executive functions um, from consul to emperor over the Senate function. So essentially, it's kind of like saying the president can just sign executive orders without the, the Senate's approval or the Congress or the state, you know, the House of Representatives' approval. Well, that's funny. That doesn't happen, right? It exalted the military function over the Senate function and occasionally over the executive function. So essentially, it was kind of like martial law. Military ran the country. And you still had a Senate and you still had a, an executive branch, but the military made the decisions. So, you know, we, the United States, we were part of an empire. We were part of the British Empire way back yonder, right? Uh, the USA was a republic for 169 years, founding in 1776 until the end of World War II in 1945. The USA exerts military and economic and therefore political hegemony over much of the world, a trend starting with the Spanish-American War. The United States Senate has ceded more, more and more authority to the executive branch, the president, than is provided in the Constitution, i.e. executive orders, right? The, 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 the uh, House of Representatives, Senate and Congress, should, when whoever the president is, I'm not just talking about Biden, I'm talking about all of them, 
sign an executive order about whatever. The Senate, the Congress should step up and say, no, you can't do that. We have to approve or make up the laws. Then we vote on it. Then you can sign the bill. It doesn't work like this. I mean, it does, but it's not supposed to. Also, the United States military is the largest and strongest in the world and has been since the Second World War. So I I was listening. I I think it was a podcast. I don't recall the name or whatever. Just something that stuck in my head. Said, uh, why isn't, why didn't, I should say, America take over the world after World War II? You got to think. We ended World War II by doing what? Dropping two atomic bombs in Japan, right? Torching that country, at least those two cities. Um, no one else in the whole world had that, that power. No one else had that. On paper, and we've talked about this in previous shows, on paper, we, this country, or the allies, not even this country, but the allies, you know, America, you're, you know, uh, England, France, whoever. On paper, we should have lost World War II. Okay? Um, technologically speaking, Germany was better. Germany had the fight. They had the leadership. Japan had the fight. Even probably more so. And they were both evil Italy, Mussolini, they were evil people. But they had the fight. By, on paper, like you hear that, on paper we should have lost, but we won. Why did we win? We had God on our side. We had to know we, we had atomic bombs. Those, if Germany or and or Japan and or Italy, if they had that specific power, forget about tanks and airplanes and personnel, forget about that. If they had that power, It would have been a whole different script. The reason we won that war is whoever made the decision to drop those bombs said, this this is enough, fuck it, right? And everyone else like, cool, we're out. (laughs) We got you. We we surrender. And uh, at that point, realistically, we could have said, Okay, this is now the United States of Europe, and this is the United States of Japan, you know. But we didn't do that for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that we should have world dominated. I'm not saying that. But in essence, we kind of did. We, we let, you know, Japan be Japan and whatever countries in Europe be those countries. But what did we do in those countries, in those regions? We built the fuck out of military bases. Right, under the guise of protection for them, or maybe it was mainly, really, probably for monitoring them to make sure Japan didn't build back up and Germany didn't build back up and whatever. So, you know, the Roman Empire lasted for about 500 years. During that time, there was 77 emperors, and that, you know, it is what it is. We're on president, what is, what is dipshit, 76, right? Um, history shows us why Washington, D.C. announces so loudly and clearly that upon the inauguration of each new president, there has been a peaceful transition of power. 
Such peacefulness is unusual in the history of such transition in a mature government. If such peaceful transitions remain the norm for changes in its government, then the USA can last a very long time unless a stronger force without successful challenge with uh, without successfully challenges. Um, so far, the pri- the primacy of civilian civilian executive over the military function has not been challenged until January sixth. Evil insurrection. No, it doesn't say that. But it's interesting. Why are we a republic? Why were we called a republic and not a democracy? So you go back, and and I saw these quotes. So this was from Alexander Hamilton, right? It says he said, "Real liberty is neither found in despotism or the extremes of democracy, but in a moderate government." Hamlet recognized for the first time three harms of real democracy. Democracy excludes the minority's rights. Um, And you you have this saying that came about that. Democracy is like two wolves and a lamb voting on what to eat for lunch. But a republic is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. So if you have two wolves and a lamb, hey, what are we going to eat? We're going to eat you, motherfucker. But if that uh, lamb is strapped with an AR-15, the wolves might be like, eh, let's go get a salad, right? <laughs> you know, in recent months, in the last couple of years, we've seen attacks waged on two important aspects of our republic, the electoral college and the filibuster. Those who argue against these things see both as a threat to democracy. After all, they argue a candidate should not win the presidency unless he wins the popular vote. The issue with these claims is they exclude the minority. Hamilton rightly saw that in a democracy, the majority have the right to take away the rights of the minority simply by being the majority. Um, uh, shit, what happened? So these issues, um, the issues with these claims is they... No, I already read that. <laughs> Take past issues like slavery and indentured servitude, or present issue, uh, present issues like gun rights or religious liberty. In all these areas, the majority has the ability to seize the rights of the minority because the democracy does not balance the power. The founders saw the horrific consequences of letting majority have total power, so they initiated a system to ensure that everyone's opinion mattered. The Electoral College ensures that the interest of every state will be considered in our federal elections. The filibuster guarantees that the party who is not in power still has a say in policy. And it's interesting because both sides argue against the filibuster, but then both sides use it. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's frustrating to see these fucking idiots. So uh, Thomas Jefferson, we all know who he is, he had this to say. He says the Republican, not Republican Party, but the Republican is, is the only form of government which is not eternally uh, at open or secret war with the rights of mankind. Jeffer- Jefferson recognized the secret war that occurs under a democracy, a war for power and control. The secret war is fought in many political systems. There are is a reason that Plato said dictatorship naturally arises out of democracy. So when you hear 
Biden and Schumer and Pelosi and whoever else says this, that we're a democracy. They're essentially telling you that we are a dictatorship and we are not a dictatorship or we're not supposed to be a dictatorship. The founders knew of these secret war well and set out to erase it from America. They achieved this by the separation of powers. If you remember in your 10th grade government class, there are three branches of the government, legislative, judicial, executive. Each of these have a distinct role to uh, balance each other out. John Adams saw the harm of democracy when he said, remember democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There is never a democracy that did not commit suicide. Now think about that. If democracy is a dictatorship, look at your dictatorships in the history. They've all eventually killed themselves off. Adams knew that democracy is hard and often fought with human error because of this democracy often leads to a government takeover of the people organized by the people. That would be your revolutions, right? Kind of like what we did in 1776. Take the classic tale of the French Revolution, for example. After uh, the working class had overthrown the monarchy in a quest for democracy, the majority immediately established a new, main, uh, new man to rule over them, Napoleon, <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte. Democracy is hard to organize and often leads to political suicide. Democracy never lasts long before someone new becomes appointed to rule over the masses for the reason the founders formed our republic in a way that people are both heard and represented it and represented and a, and a commercial comes on in the middle of uh, of all that so you know that's always fun so oh, I guess I, I guess I've already talked for more than an hour now music's over anyway let's close this out uh, where was that uh, words right so um Representative uh, democracy became their wise solution to this complex issue. In, the, in this way, the majority and the minority can have their voices heard by representatives who pursue legislation for those they represent. Yes, democracy and constitutional republic are very different, and those differences have profound impact. So, in this way, majority and minority can have their voices heard by representatives who preserve who preserve your best interest. That means that we, the employers, need to start focusing on our employees instead of letting our employees telling us what to do, what guns to own, what medicines to take, what lockdowns to pursue. We have the right to tell them to fuck off. They're fired. All right, guys. Uh, that's all I got today. Pretty fiery uh, Friday show, if I do say so myself. Sorry if I busted out your eardrums. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> With that being said, guys, it is Friday, April 28th, 2023. Guys, please make sure you're subscribing to the show. Share this with your friends. And then follow us on social media if you're there. Don't Tread on America. If not, check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And I will talk to you guys again on Sunday. Have a great day.